up, Sass Snacks. It's Chelsea back for another episode of the Sass Snack Files. This week, we are bringing season four to a close with our season four superlatives. I'm going to be joined by my dear friend, Angela Hickey from the Outlander Cast Clan Book Club. She's also a blogger for Outlander Cast and is a general whiz at all things Outlander trivia. So this is an exciting episode. If you liked season four or didn't like season four, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So make sure to stay tuned for season four superlatives. I also want to take a moment to remind you that you can find the Sassnack files on all sorts of listening platforms, including iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, if you have not had a chance yet, make sure you head on over to follow the Sassnack files on both Instagram and Facebook to make sure you are up to date on all of the latest and greatest news concerning Outlander Season 6 and 7, as well as Diana Gabaldon's newest book, Go Tell the Bees That I'm Gone. Before we get into things, I want to take a moment to let you guys know that I officially have a release date for my book, Downforce. It will be out February 14th, 2022. Pre-order details coming soon, but you can order the book via my Etsy shop, C. Leach Author. Any proceeds from the purchase of books through my Etsy shop go directly to me versus paying the middleman. So much appreciated. If you would choose to pre-order through my Etsy shop, you can find the link on my Facebook page. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into my discussion with Angela on season four superlatives. Angela, by the way, I don't know if she introduced yes. me or not. But give your give your little spiel. I, my uh, spiel. You you got lots of stuff going on, so why don't yeah, you tell them I a little bit? Yeah, I about... do have lots of stuff going I on. <laughs> How I'm doing this, I have no idea, but only for you, Chelsea, because I love you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yes, I I um I'm actually I run I run the Beehive, which is a book reading club on Outlander Cast, which. Uh, Chelsea's also a member of, um, and um, great work. Actually, if you are a reader, um, now if you're not a reader, you, you know you wouldn't be interested in this. I'm just going to tell you because you'll be spoiled all to hell if you come. But if you're a reader and you have read up through book eight and you're waiting for book nine, you would really love our party that we're having. We have lots of prizes. We have special guests. We have all kinds of great stuff going on. It's going to be on Sunday. It's the Bees Release Extravaganza. And uh, it'll be on Sunday um, to the 21st, this coming. A week from tomorrow. A, a, a week, week from, from tomorrow. Sunday. I'm losing track of my days. A week well, from Sunday. A week from um, Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's going to be really great. Do I have my thing down? Yes, okay. It's going to be really great. Um, and it's going to be from 3 in the afternoon to 7 p.m. It's going to be four packed hours of games and guests and prizes and trivia and all kinds of great stuff. So if you're free, pop on in. You might get some great stuff. I mean, our prizes are fantastic. We have Laura Raspoli as a as a special um, sponsor that donated a bunch of art plus She's a lot amazing. of other gifts. Yeah. Uh, we have one person donated a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. And we have like with Christmas coming, you know, that's another good thing. But um, but more than that, we're going to have a lot of great games. I have activities up on the event page. So um, I've been working really hard on it. So if you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. Um, I also, can I mention my Patreon page or no? Yeah, yeah, 
No, go okay. ahead. I also started a Patreon page that um, I will be doing a bees chapter by chapter knee jerk reaction at, as soon as the book is released and ongoingly. I'm a little more of a book person. Um, so you're going to get more of that from me than, than, and Chelsea's going to give you more show stuff. So, um, so we're not like conflicting in any way, but, um, <laughs> um, I, but I, I wanted to let you know about that. It's called Queen Bee's Hive on Patreon. And I'd love to have you join and follow along with us. So that's my, that's my spiel. <laughs> yeah. Thanks no. for giving me the grace yeah. to tell it. Um, hey, Lori. Good. Yeah, Lori, of, Lori is the one that donated videos. the $100 Amazon gift card. She's the sponsor wow. for that. So, yeah, she was great. They've all been so great and generous and yep. very good community over there. Yes, absolutely. So. Highly recommend, especially if I know that my podcast and everything on my page is primarily uh, show related, but there are lots and lots and lots of book readers out there. So if you want something more book related, head on over to the Outlander Cast Plan Book Club and also to Angela's Love Patreon to have page. you and tell them yes. Chelsea sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a yeah, good. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea sent me and I will make sure that you're officially completely welcomed, but we do that yes. anyway for new people, but we're very oh, yeah. good about that. I see a yeah. few of my bees here. Carrie's here. I know, there's a lot. Kamara's yeah, here. Yeah, Carlotta. Oh, Lori. there's Carlotta here too. I didn't see yep. her yet, but she just popped okay. up on mine. Yeah. Ah, okay, great. Catherine. Catherine's another one of my bees. So it's like beehive. This is like the vacation, the other beehive. <laughs> it's the show related beehive. <laughs> They're pollinating over here. Um. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You're going to hate right. me because I have a lot of honorable mentions on my me list. Too. You know, Girl. I'm very bad with that. Um, so. Um, in order to prepare for this, Chelsea, I went back over some of my deep dives to kind of refresh what I liked at the time, you know, so um, a little bit to kind of bring yeah. up, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. You know, type of thing. So, you know how they were very, very detailed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won't be too bad. I promise. She doesn't call them deep dives for nothing. Yeah, they're deep. They're like, they're like <laughs> fathoms, you know, 400,000 leagues below the right? sea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this up or this episode, um, season four superlatives. So season four was not mine or Angela's favorite episode or favorite season by far. <laughs> not um, if you've read the book. I think if you haven't read the book, if you've read the book, it's really feels disappointing because a lot of us mm. that love the book, I love oh, Drums yeah. of Autumn. It's, it's one favorite. of my favorites. So, yeah. It's so, one of my yeah. favorites. I mean, I have, I have a hard, it's like picking your favorite children, but it's definitely one of my favorites because it's where we really get Brie and Roger, their com component into the story yeah. and we get a lot more depth on them. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so coming into this a year, and I noticed it because I, in order to prep for this show, I listened, made sure I went back and listened to all your podcasts. I went back and listened to, watched all the episodes again. Don't ask me where I found time to do it all, but I did. Right. And, I know. I'm like, did you sleep? Like, <laughs> I did it kind oh of God. while I was doing other things too, a little bit. But um, but one of the things I picked up on that you said was that you watched the season first before reading the book, mm -hmm. and I think that makes a big difference because. When you have that as your first impression rather than the show, as I mean, rather than the book as your first impression, it changes the dynamic yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so, it, it, you know, for the people that have read the book first, you, you watch that show so excited about the different mm -hmm. things and 
it's just you felt like a lot of disappointment about certain things. So some things I loved, but it was like mixed in with a lot that I didn't like. So it kind of like was like, wah, wah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so. honestly, I think it's something that there was a lot. It was kind of a time of transition in the show where um, Ron Moore was coming off of the show and they were kind of um, giving the reins to Matt Roberts and Tony Graffia. And um, it was Terry Dressbox last season. And so it was very much like a changing of the guard season almost. And uh-huh. I think that was really uh, obvious almost in how how the season ended up because you could almost feel it. And, and I know me and you were talking about this earlier. There's so many opposing plot points, like mm-hmm. all these episodes, there's something that you really love and there's something that you just yeah. really, really hate. It's like if I and could take this out, that would have been my favorite episode. Exactly. Take this yeah. out, that would have been my favorite episode. It was like yeah. that type of thing. You know, I love the mm-hmm. Wilmington. If I could take out all the Murtaugh back and forth with Murtaugh constantly yeah. going on and we could have just focused on it being like a wedding episode yeah. of, you know, Jamie and Claire, mm-hmm. but it'd be like that for what Roger and Bray. Right. It would have been beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. Even I didn't even mind the governor uh the play as much, but it was just all of that, the danger of the whole thing with, you know, Murtaugh, I gotta say Murtaugh in the middle of this like love scene playing out. It was like, okay, did we need that? I felt like I was constantly being wrenched back and forth, back yes. and forth, you know. This is time to be ho- cozy and lovey and yeah. here we go we're on danger and here we right. go cozy and lovey here we go danger i was like okay honestly stop <laughs> but really that's the that's the story of the season like it's just like you've got stuff that you really love and then right when you're really into it they just throw in a different plot point that you're not crazy about and it takes mm-hmm. you out of the whole episode so mm-hmm. i mean yeah i did i did watch the season before i read the book but it i don't does it change i wonder if that makes it if it if it makes the book feel wrong to you as opposed no. to the show, you know what I mean. No. Like when you read the book, you're like, that's not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? I, that's what I'm like. Drums was my favorite, and so whenever I I didn't have obviously have a problem with it when I first watched it, but then when mm-hmm. I read the books, I was like, what are we doing? Like this is <laughs> this is not what I just I thought watched. I knew what was going to happen. Obviously, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh. It's crazy. And you know what else I noticed in, in researching for this show? Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back through my deep dives. I noticed that they put um, a lot of elements to bridge the earlier seasons. Cause I made a note of that in all my deep dives yep. that, you know, picking up all of the references back to season two, back to season one, back to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of make you feel like you weren't in this completely transplanted place. I think right. that was done intentionally yeah. to help bridge you that this is the same story. These are the same people there's a lot of still connected threads back. Mm-hmm. They did that to kind of soften that feel of being jolted from one story into another story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you really saw them do that with intention. Yeah, I agree. I think that, but also I'm, I almost wonder if that wasn't like a detriment to it because they were so busy saying, no, but this is how this relates to this, that like right. we were losing a lot That's of true. The, the important things that we needed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, so this is more of an episode where it's going to be, you know, the good and the bad. Most of the time with these episodes, it's all the good. But um, season she four. She got yeah. me. And I'm a curmudgeon now. I'm really not a curmudgeon. But <laughs> there is a hot, you can't talk about I, season four without talking about a couple things they dropped the ball on. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's almost yeah. like sacrilege or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, it's um, it's one of those things where it's just like, I mean, and I think that people can hear it in my episodes. I mean, I'm a huge show fan. Not there's no hiding that, but mm-hmm. it was impossible in these episodes to not bring the book up. Like I try really hard not to be like a a book. I hear I heard person. that. <laughs> like I try not to be like a purist in that respect. Right, right, but right. like there were just so many things that I missed. So many things from the yep. books that I was like, why? You could have taken this unnecessary thing out and put something in that mm-hmm. would have made book readers happy. The book readers that are the heart and soul of your audience and you they just, don't realize that, like, but it's true. No, they don't. They don't realize they that. don't realize that. <laughs> no. And even ones that come to the show end up reading the books and being that, you know what I mean? Like even the yeah. ones that team like you that ended yeah. up like coming to the show first and then reading the books. They end up mm-hmm. being book fans, you know, at, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, so at the end of the um, day, it's like, oh, well, why didn't they put that in there? That was really cute. Or like, you know, like. I missed that. I really wanted Mm -hmm. to see that on screen. Like, yeah, there was a lot of that. So anyway, (laughs) um, we'll get into it so that we're not running till midnight with this thing, because I'm sure we're going to have lots of back and forth. Right. But um, what do you want to start out with? We have a list. So Um, I thought you were doing it in order. No, 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 no. Okay. Throw caution <laughs> to the wind, my friend. So, what would so you like tell me. To talk about? <laughs> um, okay. So um, let me let me see. What's the least confrontational? Um, let's start with the big. Yeah. Let me get my first glass out under out the belt. Yeah. The that's first laugh out loud moment to kind of get us all in a good mood after we've sat there and complained. <laughs> well, let us uh, get through our glass before we start anything confrontational. <laughs> I guess, guess we're not going to be confrontational. I don't no. think. No. Uh, we pretty much like a couple things that were like a little bit different between us but you know that's okay you know but mostly we agree on a lot we agree on a lot and we accept the fact that we aren't going to agree on everything and that's okay too (laughs) that's okay that's okay um so what do you want to start with laugh out loud moments um good to me go ahead do you want me to so, go? Me to go? No, I can. I can go wherever. Okay. Wherever the wind blows us. Wherever um, the wind blows. So honestly, the whole entire scene in um, "If Not for Hope" with all the all the bachelors vying for Bree's attention, and then mm-hmm. the dinner where Forbes is like, "Must I close my eyes when you are before me?" And she's just like, <laughs> "Yes, <laughs> yes." We're not. No. And it's like just close wah, your eyes. Wah, wah. <laughs> like a sad little puppy is like oh. yeah. <laughs> okay and you know you know lord john's probably like oh. <laughs> i know yeah exactly oh my god yeah so um every everybody just like tripping over themselves for brie pretty much was my laugh out loud moment because i think that's you have an honorable mention parts. i i don't okay because i have a couple so <laughs> go for it <laughs> so my I, at first I said, I know there's others I'm not remembering, but one of the things that make me smile whenever I think of season four is Jamie and the pie hussy. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and, and it's no a one, similar situation. It's she's a, like, she's yeah. a good cook. I, I She's a very, she makes good pie, I guess, or whatever. He goes, very. <laughs> I love that face. And um, we all know we're not talking about pie. <laughs> exactly. All the, all the double entendres, yes. Um. And then as I started going through my deep dive, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, because I was, like, noticing the things I noted. So I said, Roger's face when Fiona lets him know that she's known the whole deal the whole time. I love that moment. 
Um, Lord John, during the proposal, first he smiles like, okay, what's the punchline? And then he says, oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and then when he, when I have, uh, when um, Jamie says, I can a bit about dirt, Lieutenant. You know, I like that line. Yep. Um, and then when they see Murta, uncle, you can this old coot. And, oh, then, yeah. I, and then he'll yeah. say, now, who are you calling an old coot? You know, I love that yep. whole little interchange. The, the, toma- the tobacco smoke up the rear line. Um, you know, all of that. There was a couple like funny little lines. In all there. he so needed was some tobacco smoke up the rear. All he needed was some tobacco smoke up the rear. What's the problem? What do you yeah. all this cutting going on? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, my husband totally fell out on that. And then I, I also like the smudge date unforgivable mistake by a printer it's such a great nod to his perfectionist um mm-hmm. thing with work you know like people that understand jamie's character you know yep. unmistakable <laughs> mistake yeah. un- unforgivable oh. mistake by a printer you i know? never would have done uh, something like that <laughs> <laughs> now see this is why you don't make mistakes like that what about if you travel back through time and you yeah, need exactly. to tell somebody something yeah this is why <laughs> This is why you make sure the data's right. You make sure the dates are clear. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what about the the board? Anybody have a anybody that wrote in to you? Have any good ones to share? We need oh. cover. Um, there was or only one person. There was only one person that left, and I forgot to pull up the. That's my bad. I forgot to pull up her list. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't like mean to like throw you out. God, oh, throw oh. me under the bus. <laughs> I thought that was your pattern with this, you know, is no, that we say no. it and then you talk about what people wrote in or whatever. Well, when they I'm comment, sorry. yeah, no, if you guys would like to comment as we list what our favorites are, we'll 100% because right. we're most likely going to forget something. So if you oh, have definitely. a favorite moment during our topic, of, yeah, I, li- I literally crammed there. like all day to kind of put this together. So, um, so like literally, I'm sure I forgot a lot of things. It's funny. I uh, so I work overnights, and so I was asleep all day. And I wake up at one thirty, like <laughs> like midnight for me. And I have all these messages from Angela. So, uh, <laughs> what are we doing with this? And I'm like, uh, let me wake up. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean you didn't wake me up, but I was like not expecting it. I was like, oh. Okay, hang on. Let me put my outline. Well, we talked on. about good and bad, and then we talked about yep. not doing that. And I didn't know exactly what. Then you said good, bad, and ugly. So I didn't know if I was good, supposed bad, to come up ugly. with three things. I mean, so I wasn't sure. So uh, <laughs> no, it's we're doing more of a um, not free for all. But if we have something on our mind, we speak it. Basically, there you go. Okay, I'm, I'm highlighting my notes as we cover things so <laughs> that I know we talked about it. Yes. Love that oh dear God moment with Lord John. Yes, yes. that was hilarious. Yeah. And the thing well, is, I, I was looking forward to that whole all the stuff between John and Bree from the book, you know, because it's so much more in the book even yeah. than in it they could get in the show. It's so hilarious. His relationship with Bree in the books is just like its own thing. You know what I mean? I'm almost really looking forward to John and Bree again. I'm actually can't even put that on my I forgot to put that on my anticipated storyline. I but, wonder how um, they'll see each other. Not you know, to, not to oh, go into new. I think but, they will. I think, I they, think will. they will. But yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, so Ashley... yeah, because they just have a special relationship, you know, oh, yeah. like uh, John and Bray. And they have like had this banter from the beginning between them. And it really came out like all in that 
where she's just trying to like get him to like marry her and he's just sitting there going like this girl doesn't have a concept of how bad that would be Jamie is going to cut off my balls and shove them down my throat and I <laughs> he's one of my dearest friends and he won't be for long if no. I wasn't did this exactly <laughs> Why? Um, You're his Ash- best friend. I won't be, yeah. though. Right. Oh, Ashley man. Spring says, LOL moment is Marshally and Myrta. She destroys him with just a look, and I love it. That reminds yes. me of the scene where she's like, wants to have that midnight conversation with him, and she's like very loudly setting out the glasses on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, is basically like, uh, I wouldn't kill Fergus before you because he doesn't put his dirty boots in my blanket. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. Oh. I love that. Straight, I love yeah. that too. She's such a sparker of a of a scene, yeah. you know. She really is. Yeah, they just keep sure. having to create more for her because she's just so good, Lauren Lyle. How can you not? I mean, how can you not make stuff for her to do when she's so amazing? Yep. And I think that Caesar's little sparks that she had in season four, mm-hmm. like really made them launch her into something bigger for season five. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's go to, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what you put on this one, because this was kind of your brainchild. Um, best cinematic choice. Best cinematic choice. Let me find where I am here on that one. Ah, okay. Um, okay, so let's see. So my best, um, I said the best was the um, use of the stag and the connective threads between time periods in episodes three and then the connective pieces in episode four. I also like the prehistoric stone circle opening. Um, I thought that was important. Uh, I thought that was clever the way they did it. And plus it kind of informed the audience of an important component of the time travel thing. Um, And so, and I also like... um, um, I know you didn't like the strawberry thing, but I liked it because <laughs> it's very much important. Uh, yeah. like the, it's very important to Jamie as a, it, like he felt that was a sign, you know, mm-hmm. that that was, this yeah. was destiny. And also it really was connective to what Roger was doing at the festival. Um, when he was saying that song, it was about, um, the Fraser clan history when it talks about the strawberries in that song. And mm-hmm. so it kind of is like another connective thread they use there. So I kind of, I liked it, but I understand what you're saying about the seasonal thing, which is my bad. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? Is yeah, it spring? Is it because, summer? Because, is it fall? Because in, the, in the song, it says the men of the forest asked of me, how many straws, strawberries grow in the salt sea? I asked them right back with a tear in my eye, how many ships sail in the forest? And that's, that's like the Fraser clan history. So it was so beautiful that they kind of paired that together. It was a really picturesque, picturesque um, thing. Um, but, and, and I also like them um, embrace the, the, the transition where they were embracing in front of their home. Um, this was in season four. I'm talking all the transition things. In mm-hmm. season four, when they were embracing in front of their new home, when he carried her over the threshold, and then it kind of phases over to Roger looking at the book at the fire going mm-hmm. in the fireplace behind it because he knows this is going to happen and like you see yeah. them all looking forward to the positive of what's going to happen in their new home and you see mm-hmm. it can't contrast it with that with the fire uh, place in the background mm-hmm. so it was kind of i like the like things that they were doing like that they did a lot of cool transitional things in mm-hmm. this episode in the in this season 
Um, the worst, I said, was um, the winter filming. I said it, it was oh, yeah. so jarring for the summer scenes and also mm-hmm. the bad CGI, CGI on the river scenes. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> the winter filming, like they actually in one scene, and I think it was uh, Birds and the Bees, they actually show Roger, or no, in Wilmington and then Birds and the Bees, there's two combinations. They show Roger um, looking at the, the date on the newspaper. It's supposed to be the day before when Roger <laughs> finds Bray, you know, looks at the date on the newspaper that's in the window and it says September 11th um, on the on the date of the newspaper. So it's supposed to be mm-hmm. early September, right? Yeah, and there's no leaves <laughs> on the page. And, 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 yeah, and then you see the scene with Bree and and um and and Jamie meeting in the little alleyway and the smoke is billowing off of there. They couldn't like <laughs> even edit that out at least. No. The smoke, the cold smoke is blowing off of their thing and they look like they're frozen, frozen. solid. <laughs> and this is supposed to be September eleventh in North Carolina. It's yeah. like, okay, honestly, like these people would be sweating their butts off, you know. It's like um, I get that it's it, it throws you out of like these tender scenes when you see this yeah. big disconnect like that, you know? Yeah. And it did that the whole season. So I, I really kind of am nervous when they keep talking about filming in the winter, how it's gonna be. Um, you know, I hope that they kind of figure out a way to get around that because it really is yeah. jarring to look at, you know. Takes you out of what you're supposed yeah. to be seeing, you know. So the thing about season six, I'm glad that they did is they filmed out of order. Like okay. season four, you can tell they filmed in order because it literally doesn't. Yeah, you can literally see the trees get greener as it gets later in the season. But um, yeah, somebody yeah. on the board talked about this this road. That's another one I loved when you saw them riding on the really road cool. and driving. Yeah, like there was a lot of those kinds of things in those two episodes. A lot yeah. of those transitional pieces. So mm-hmm. I like that for the cinematography. Yeah, hey, what's yeah. yours? Um, I had a really hard time with these. Um, honestly, the scenes that kept coming back to me as far as best were the, there were a couple of different fight sequences and how they kind of cut in and out. So the first, the one that stood out the most to me was, uh, when Jamie was fighting the bear man, it was a bear uh-huh. in the books, but it's actually a man, which I understand that. And that was one of the adaptations that I was like, okay, that was probably a good choice because we like saw it. how bad their CGI was. So I mean, can you imagine True. a CGI I bear? I, I hated I hated that whole choice, but that but I understand I if you it. liked it. I yeah, do like I it. Liked I, it. I thought it was kind of I don't know, I, but I get it would have been hard to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, um, and but. I think that it's integral. Whenever I think in season six we're going to get more references to bear killer, so that kind of had to like they had to have it in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Um. So I thought it was a good adaptive choice, but I liked how this whole scene was lit and kind of how they did the interweaving between that whole scene and versus the Native American ritual and things like that. Like, and you're kind of, I like the whole You don't really know what's going on with that. Like sometimes people were very confused by, were they wanting him to kill him? Were they hoping the bear would kill him and get rid of these new settlers? Like you didn't know what they were trying to chant for you know i guess is the word um so and i think that it you were almost intended to be confused by it like it wasn't supposed to make sense that was supposed to be intentional then yeah because then you get all the answers at the end of the episode as to what it was all about um and that they were both on the same page and that they really had this common ground all along 
but they didn't know that at the time. Like, so that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I liked about how that scene was cut together. And then in the season finale, when, um, there were just some really great camera angles in the season finale, when Claire and Jamie and Roger were having their argument. And I did talk about that scene. I love that scene so much. And I love how Claire's like, bro, take a hike. And she's over talking to Roger, but it's all on Jamie's face. And you don't get that very much. Like a lot of times. Rolling his eyes and yeah. And when somebody when somebody walks away in a scene, 90% of the time you see their back because it's the people having the conversation that is the important part. But Mm -hmm. I love that they showed Jamie's face because it's like it was a great camera shot. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that Stephen Wolfenden's just phenomenal in Mm -hmm. in making those choices. So that stood out to me as well. Definitely. Um, as for worst, yeah, just CGI in general in season four. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible, guys. I'm not going to lie. It was. I mean, the, the river scenes in um, America the Beautiful and uh, Do No Harm, they were bad. Anytime that they're looking out over the ridge. Yes. It's so not real. Like, it lo- it literally looks like that back whole in the scene olden with the days. ridge looks very cheesy with the whole way, and we'll call it. Fraser's Ridge, and it just it just felt I did really like the music. I yeah, the, the music. music. <laughs> the music was good through everything. I mean, Bear yeah. McCreary, you know, you know, he's all right. about. I'm all about the bear life. I love it. But yeah, um, that would be a good transition for our next thing. Us there talking you go. music. It was. Yeah. <laughs> See how we anyway. just segue. We planned that really. We did. <laughs> but um, I just really felt like in those CGI scenes that it was kind of like back before cgi when they did like the painted like murals to be like the background and like i literally felt like that's what that was that's what it looked like like a painted screen in the back that they're looking at so anyway yeah Yeah, but but the music was great so we'll talk about best musical moment best musical moments are totally planned segue (laughs) totally totally (laughs) totally planned yes let me find it uh Okay, that one I don't have a ton of extra things, so you you're in luck. I don't have all my um, all of my um, honorable mentions. It's funny uh, because the um, the moment on Fraser's Ridge where they're looking out over the ridge and everything, and they have the the new um, what's it called the Fraser's Ridge theme. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like that was my honorable. That's mention when it was because... unveiled, wasn't it? That was yes. when it was unveiled that theme. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my honorable mention because just the way anything that's super dramatic and swells and all the drums and stuff. I mean, heretofore, we had not had a lot of drums because it's we were in Scotland and it was very much centralized on the bagpipes and the flutes and things like that. So um, we got some drums and it was like very dramatic drums and it really stands out to me. Jim says the waterfall in the distance was so bad. It was. It was terrible. <laughs> and just like, uh, and I think that gray streak is supposed to be a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so, go ahead. So what's your musical moment? Do you have a musical moment? Oh, or is yeah. that your musical um, moment? I thought it was on my first page, but it's apparently not. Oh no, did I forget to write it down? <laughs> I actually I have it in my copy if you want me to tell I think you. I I remember I what it is. is. It's this. Yeah. Um no, it's not, is it? That's what it no, says on my thing for okay, you. Well, that's that's not what I ended up going. 
And here I went through what I saw from you, a couple things that I did see to make sure I wasn't duplicating you. I guess it that, was beautiful. That... I mean, the hand fasting music was absolutely amazing. Um, okay. But there's also a theme in, uh, what is it? Uh, the Deep Hearts Core, whenever they're all leaving the ridge and the music kind of morphs from this really melancholy version of the Fraser's Ridge theme song into Roger and Bree's theme into Jamie and Claire's theme. And then it comes into the Native American theme. Like yes. it just weaves it all together, but it's almost yes. in like a minor chord. So it's mm -hmm. very sad sounding and oh, mm -hmm. it, it, it gives me goosebumps every time I hear yes. it. It's so good. Very good. I, I love that. Um, I went totally like a cheat, I guess you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and it was basically, I kind of already hinted to it. It was Roger playing and singing at the festival. Oh, yeah. Um, because first of all, I mean, Roger singing, like what's bad about that, you know, and playing, he played very well too. Um, but just even the connectivity of the song, it was such mm -hmm. a good, you know, about being, unrequited feeling unrequited love which ends up happening to him I thought that whole episode was really well put together until I saw the feedback about Roger you know it, before I saw that I thought wow what a great episode I gave it high marks and everything mm -hmm. and, and then I saw how people took it and like because I read the books I guess I I filtered in the mm -hmm. things that I know should have been there. Yep. Um, and so the stuff that they included, I filtered in with the stuff they didn't include. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I saw what people were reacting with. And I was like, oh, okay, they totally effed this up. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I was like, okay, yeah, people are not getting the right picture here. Um, so, it, it, but anyway, but it really reflected what was going to happen to him. Plus it reflected the tie back to Fraser's Ridge with that song that he yeah. sang. So it was just a really great, cohesive um, musical choice, plus his talent and this the whole moment between them. You can see the love that she felt for him, even though she's not admitting it. You know, yeah. you could see it in that scene um, and so forth. So, and I liked all the girls kind of mooning and like oh, swooning. Ah, yes. yes. You know, um, so it was just whole, that whole moment was beautiful field. and I really loved it, yes. you know. Um, so yeah. that was mine. And I know it's a Laura, cheat because it's not a Bear McCreary thing, but it doesn't matter. It, it was musical. the musical That's spot I liked. Yeah, whatever. I think my favorite musical moment for season three was um, in Of Lost Things when they chose a non Bear uh, McCreary song. Me too. Yeah. Loved I mean, it. Yeah, so loved it's, it. It's all fair game. There are no rules. The rules are there are no rules. <laughs> there you go. Um, Lara Hillman Turner says y'all are way more observant than me or than I. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what, what they pay us for. <laughs> they don't pay us anything. <laughs> no, we get nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> That's being said sarcastically. Yes. Um, lest you Mel be thinking different. Yeah, and Melanie Wyatt says, I appreciated the addition of the fiddle and the mandolin in the theme song for season four. Yeah, that was, yes. I, I'm of two minds about it because the the theme that they went with wasn't really um, 18th century standards, I guess, but it was, I think they were going more for the bluegrassy feel of the, the 60s and the 70s, so I guess I can let it slide. But yes, I'm I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of the season four theme, theme song. And me and Angela actually had an in-depth conversation about this a couple weeks ago when I said, why do they insist on ruining good things with this theme song? And they just keep changing it more and more as the seasons go on. And I'm just, 
it, it makes me sad. And I told her to beware. <laughs> beware of season, season six. six. Because they actually acted like they're expecting people to have a problem with it, which, you know, makes me extremely nervous. Like, okay. And I know that they're trying to go for this whole discordant um, vibe, you know, on the ridge where there's yep. fight in fighting. And I thought, what are they going to do? Like, play this out of tune, you know? <laughs> you know, thing or something that sounds all terrible on right? purpose. On purpose, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but it's, uh, they're already Surely going like, God, first I had to, to convince that. Bear, this is what they said on the podcast, first I had to convince Bear that it was okay if everybody didn't like it. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's never okay. Good. That's, 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 that's okay. never okay in an industry where whether you have a job or not depends on whether people like it or not. I mean, <laughs> it literally makes zero sense. Okay, and Chelsea Matt was Roberts. like, oh dear Lord. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, that's not a good sign. No, Um, it's no, no. (laughs) It's never like um kind of getting off topic, but famous last uh words when Matt Roberts is like, Well, you have to watch it more than once. And I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) you shouldn't have to tell people that. You have to watch it more than once. Well, if you first you didn't like it, go back and watch it again. Okay, Matt. I mean, now sure. I tell people the same thing about Fiery Cross, so I really don't have any room to talk. But um, that's I liked definitely it the one first of those. Time around. Uh, some people don't, and it really does take a second read for yeah. people to really understand why it was so good. Um, but because that beginning that kills them, you know, because they feel like they're never moving on past this day. But you know, then you get to the point where you know what's going to happen, and when you reread it, you're kind of sitting there going, "You can like rest in that day because you're not anxious to know what's going to happen." And then you start to discover all the fun things yeah. that happen. In mm-hmm. the whole gathering thing, you know, right? Um, but in the first time you read it, you just want to get past it to get to whatever's going to happen next. You know, get so. me through this day. <laughs> <laughs> what the song freaking said already? Oh my uh, lord! <laughs> uh, it's like for those of you that haven't read the Fiery Cross, it's literally like the first quarter of the book is one day. Like it's just one day, and yep. so it's the longest day ever, is what we call it in in yep. the book universe. uh let's see joan cohen says i like the season four theme it really made me connect to uh connect that they were in america yeah i mean that's why they did it they wanted it to have a completely different vibe and Mm -hmm. they start they started that all with season two whenever they did a parisian theme for season two's first half like they they set that standard that everything needed to sound different as they like had different settings. So I think that's kind of what makes it so difficult as the seasons go on to constantly be reinventing things. Like if you want a completely new sound every season, I mean, and then one, somebody, Susan, I think just, I just put, was about to bring you same. I was about to bring yeah, the comment to the same, yeah. the same comment. I was going to bring your attention. So my, about my, uh, yeah, my wag. Wild ass guess for those of you guys yes. that don't know that lingo. My yes, wild that's ass a guess, beehive lingo. Yeah, my wild ass guess for season six theme song is that it will be a different song. A different song or a different singer? I couldn't make out what she was trying to say there. I think, but it, um, I've heard that, I've heard that in in several different threads. Whenever I like read through the comments, because I like to do self-flagellation like that and just beat right. myself. 
reading people's comments. <laughs> um, but but anyway, they yeah. have said that that wasn't going to be the case. If yeah, that's the, that that pattern in place is so they have to stick with it now right, is what, right. what he said in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be a different song. I know that there was a lot of fear with the the song that they chose for the we're getting off topic, which I knew was going to happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> how can we not? We got so much exciting stuff going on. Who yeah. to talk about old stuff. Um, and it's us. It's, it's us. us. It's me. I'm like the one. And, and 18 of our know? closest friends. It's us and 18 <laughs> of our closest friends. Um, anyway, so there was a lot of fear that they, the new song that they released with the teaser trailer for season six was going to be the new theme song because I guess it, I don't know. I don't know why it was, why I that don't was think a that's thing, the case but either. it's definitely not. I mean, they always include music of some sort in a teaser trailer. I yep, think it was a it's good never choice. That. It's never what they use for the no. theme song. Yeah. No. It's just to convey the mood. And there it's wasn't a lot of. It's picked by stars. Stars, Is like it? the people in stars do it. Because sometimes yeah. I've seen them use the same music for a couple shows. Yeah. Um. So. so. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think you guys have to worry about it being a completely different song. I don't think, I don't right. think that's going to be a thing. Okay. Anyway. Alrighty, so that is. She was saying that. song, a different song. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Um, let's see. How about costume? Mm, okay. What do you want? To, I mean, you're the boss. Yeah. I am <laughs> not the boss. We you are just I'm just the guest. You know. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, costume marks. So what was yours? What was your favorite? Mine costume? was, uh, you know, and I, I, I figured you were going to go with like more the like fancy stuff, you know? So I kind you of went well. a different... <laughs> <laughs> the grand, you know, oh. the grandeur. Um, and, and I kind of went with the more funky stuff. So um, just because I didn't want to copy you. Um, so uh, I went with uh breeze funky patchwork shirt buckskin pants with the cape that she mm-hmm. went hunting with that whole yes. ensemble yep. you know i loved um and the way that you know i saw a lot of story on that and like mm-hmm. stuff from terry on how she envisioned that and how she did it and everything yep. so i kind of read up a lot on that so i really liked and appreciated what she put into that mm-hmm. um i also said that um for my honorable mentions i said i like the purposeful use of color when they do like Mm. costuming that's supposed to like tell a story and an example of that was claire wearing that bright red dress in episode two at river run showing her passion and anger about the situation you know that was going on there even though i did not like that episode it's like one of my it is actually my worst spoiler alert or future thing but um i enjoyed the artistic choice of that you know Mm -hmm. and i also loved all the cherokee and mohawk costuming yeah. You know, and that, the vibrancy of all of that. Yeah. So uh, those were the things I picked. The Mohawk stuff was amazing. It um, was. Fa- I, fabulous. Well, and even the First Nation actors, when they were interviewing them, they're like, obviously, so there's not, because of the short end of the stick that Native Americans get throughout American history in general, um, there's not a lot of their culture left to observe. So when Terry Dressbach was trying to come up with the costumes for all of these people, she didn't have a lot to go on. There aren't textile mm-hmm. samples and drawings and things like that. Like there are whenever she was coming up with 18th century Parisian style. Like there wasn't a lot for her to go on besides the fact that she knew that they bought textiles and stuff from European settlers and 
stuff like that. So she basically put all of this together based on a very, very small amount of information, which in and of itself fascinates me. But um, the fact that the Native American actors that were in the show actually were like, you know what, like, I actually think this is probably pretty accurate. Like that, that just had to be like the, the best praise that they could give her for all of that hard work. Like it, it was amazing. I, I, yeah, I, that was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So the red dress for Claire was also on my list. It was my honorable mention because you don't get a lot of bright colors in this season as weird as that mm-hmm. sounds like it's a very muted well, you season. really shouldn't you know because they yeah. didn't have a lot of you know right um, well access and I, to those things yeah and also the fact that um I think that the, it was just kind of more the theme of the season like it wasn't whenever you're in Paris everything it's like the wow factor of it all but right. whenever you come right. over it was more it's more about practicality's sake and also we have some pretty dark themes in season four. So mm-hmm. it would it would look really weird to have people going around in red and yellow and pink and like all cheerful because mm-hmm. the season really isn't a cheerful season. Like it's a it's a hard season to swallow in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. But the red dress was it just always pops out to me. And obviously the people at Stars thought so too, because they use that for their promotional images and in, in um like Entertainment Weekly, I think their photo shoot that they did was that dress. Um, they they like but, the whole look of the whole the whole mansion and the, that mm-hmm. whole. Of course, it's, it's visually yeah. stunning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so my actual favorite costume was Jacasta's navy dress that she wears. She wears it a couple of times. Um, the at first the dinner party was that at the dinner party? No, it was. Um, it's the dress that she's wearing when Bree and Murta first arrive in. Um, Oh the yeah, yeah. Core. And it's mm-hmm. got this um the front panel of the dress is embroidered the in all thing? these uh yeah, well she's got this beautiful lace kerchief and then the front panel is um all these embroidered dark navy and silver flowers. It's just like and you know that every single stitch of that embroidery was hand embroidered and it's just like Oh my God. I fawned over anything pretty. So I was just, I know, I know, I know, I I know. I I went like a different route because I knew you would, uh, you would pick stuff like that. So, um, you know, and it's not like season two where there were so many of those. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, that Navy dress. I also like the men. I didn't really talk about that, but I love like Jamie with that big fur thing that on top of his coat. I like Lord John, like in his outfits, you know, that he wore. Always, you know, I don't really talk about the men enough as far as clothes, but they they outfit the men really great, too. You know, the um, Jamie's that's because I was thinking the exact same thing. And I really loved Jamie's costume with the blue coat and the blue scarf and those knee high boots that have the buckles on. And he's wearing that outfit in the birds and the bees when Brianna first meets him. And I love the blues on Sam because I just think oh, it makes his connect his, his color. complexion look good and his, his brings eyes out his pop. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So any anytime Sam wears he blue. He looks so fabulous in blue. I mean, yeah, it is does. his color for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I like that that too, but I can always fawn over pretty material. So that always wins out when I have to pick one. But yes, that mm-hmm. the all the blues for Jamie for sure always is catches my eye. Anyway, no, that's it for me on that one. We can cross it off the list. We're getting getting close to the deeper topics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So I guess we can go with favorite. Um, let's see. Well, we can go with favorite set and filming location because that I think mine kind of with, tie in, yeah, with the costumes. It goes with costumes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my honorable mention was actually the Mohawk Village Shadow Lake mm-hmm. because, again, like there has to be like zero to go on as far as when you're building this stuff. So how do you come up with something so realistic? Like, yeah, I mean, they do have like. It actually was very realistic because I did do a study in that, um, mm-hmm. like their housing and stuff. And yeah. it actually, like he did do a lot of research. I'm sure it was very, it was very realistic to what, um, what it was. And he put detail in there that unless you were looking for it, you'd never see. But that's typical John Gary Steele, you yes. know, like that's what he does. He does detail that, yep. you know, it probably wasn't even shown on the camera or if it was shown, it was like, and you would have never even picked up on it with your eye, but. He did like maybe spent yeah. hours making this one little thing. Um, so it, it's crazy. I'm John trying to Gary's... miss him. Oh God. Let's not I, talk I, I, about I, it. That just makes yeah, me sad. I'm gonna miss him. Um so, so a little something that you guys may not know about John Gary Steele, but um he creates such a great staff around him, and something that they always do when they're dressing a set is they even dress stuff so that they put stuff in a drawer. So if an actor walks over to a desk and like feels the need in the scene to open up a drawer and rifle through it, they have something to go through. That's how thorough he is and his staff is in dressing a set. So, I mean, it really is an art and you don't realize it's one of those things that you don't notice how good of a set designer and decorator you have until like, I feel like it's one of those understated things. Like, you know, when you have a bad one, but you don't notice it when you have a good one. Like, right yeah right definitely yeah. definitely so um, um yeah what was your did you have you an have honorable a, you mention? have a ma- an honorable mention I do okay have, yeah. um you want to do it like that uh, you tell honorable yeah. mention I do okay so um for my honorable mention I actually have a couple things for honorable mention um and I I had a hint on what you were these were one of the things filled out unless you change that again so um i will i went around you on this one too although i liked your choices um Mm -hmm. but i i picked um for my honorable mentions the festival the whole festival scene and the way that was done um and the town of wilmington for my two honorable mentions because they did a lot of work to create that town they built that entire town you know from scratch you know so i mean it was a lot to build you know, and it really I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they did just the back lot in general. Like they have a whole uh, America, colonial America town in the back lot at their mm-hmm. studio now. Um, it, but yeah, when, going into season four, like that was a huge adjustment for them to mm-hmm. to just develop all of these sets. I mean, whenever the first three seasons came around, they were doing a lot of practical locations because they're in Scotland and there's a castle on every corner, literally. Yeah, it's easy to Um, be Scotland in Scotland compared to being, you know, colonial North Carolina in Scotland, so. Exactly. But it's hard because even if they had moved filming over to America and they did look at it, they did Mm -hmm. look at it and then they decided to stay in Scotland, but there's not really a lot left in America either. Like, even in these big cities that were around, like Philadelphia and New York and Boston, um, yeah, you have your historical districts, but they're still very modernized. It's not like like whenever you go to Prague and you can easily make it look like Paris. Like it's mm-hmm. so I don't know. Plus, 
I feel like everything's so tightly packed together in those cities that you can't just shut stuff down for filming for however long you need to do it. So I don't know. Plus, I feel I like the it was festival a... too. Did you like the festival? Yes. The festival was, was really and good. The stag and, and the, all the whole, the whole thing. I really loved it. It, um, yeah, it, I've never been to a Scottish festival. It's like, oh, on my, see, on I my went to the Grandfather Mountain Games, yeah. so I could have really appreciate it. Yeah, I want, I wanted to go this year and I had the date wrong, so I didn't get a ticket bought in time, which I was bitter about. But, um, it's I'm okay. determined would... to go this coming summer, so yes, I'm going to try to see if I can make it like a little bee field trip with my yeah. bees. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. go. I'm, I'm looking into that, so uh, it's such a little highlight, a little heads up for you bees that are in the in the group there right? in, in the in the chat. Um, yeah. so but what the was festival your favorite? was amazing. Um, so my favorite was River Run because, again, anything decadent, just give it to me. Seriously. And that floating staircase, I mean, it was oh amazing God. that he built that floating staircase. I was like, wow, you know, like it, it's literally two stories, and you just look like I it, it, again, like I just am in awe of like everything that these yes. people do like because I would never ever in a million years be able to create something like that from my head it was like, amazing and I would have picked up like I saw you picked it so I wanted to pick something different um but yes did you want to talk about it more or are you yeah well like, and just all the all the fabrics and stuff for all of this uh, furniture and all this all the dark stains and the the rugs the and walls and everything the, the bedroom the bed I, uh, Jamie, where Jamie and Claire stay, and then Brianna stays with all the purple silks, and oh, it so just beautiful. said rich lady lives yeah, here. Exactly. You know? <laughs> rich lady lives here, and I think that it's very telling that those are where we get our pops of color at River Run. Mm -hmm. I mean, and mm -hmm. then whenever we go into the backcountry, it's all very natural colors, brown tones, gray tones, and then when you get to River Run, it's just boom like everything's color everything's these vibrant even the house it's pure white you don't get anything else in the show that is pure white except for right. that house like it's just yeah. gorgeous yeah it's spectacular it really is what was um, your favorite? mine and i know it's controversial because some people thought it was too fancy or whatever it is but i really love just the fraser's ridge and the cabin oh. and i think partly because i was so excited for it you know, yeah. um, them having this cat, like it was so special and sentimental to me. And I had seen it at New York Comic Con because I had gone to New York mm -hmm. Comic Con. So I got to see it ahead of time and go and like mm -hmm. really check it out closely, the scene yeah, inside. That's cool. Um, so I really had an attachment for it before I even saw it. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually thought it was great. I love the way that they kind of made it homey for themselves, yeah. even though it was rustic and all that. It was like they tried to do all these little elements to make it homey. And I didn't find it. You know, a lot of people like had I had more of an issue with the big house in season five as far as being too decadent than I did the cabin. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> but um, I know a lot of people did thought, oh, it's too it's too fancy, you know, or whatever. But I personally liked it. I loved it. It was homey. It was rustic. Yeah. It was just like so cozy, like their little starter place. And yes. And, you know, I just I love the warmth around it, you know, so, and their garden, the whole scene, you know, was was like really nice. So I liked it. You're going to laugh at me, but I'm almost ashamed to admit how many times it took me watching this season before I realized there were two doors on that cabin. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just thought it was a different camera angle. And then I'm like, no, there's a back porch. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, forever. Like, 
like I it's one of those things there was another moment in um it was a Malcolm in season three when um Jamie turns to her and says come with me unless you think it immoral that went like way over my head until like the seventh time I watched that episode (laughs) as much as I nitpick at all these little things guys there are some really obvious stuff that just goes way over my head so just know that (laughs) I don't catch everything well, that's the case too. If you're ever broke, if you're out there and you only watch the show, that's the case with the books. I mean, I've read yeah. these books now eight, at least eight times, mm-hmm. um, or maybe ten even. And you know, every time I still get new stuff out of it mm-hmm. every time because they're yeah. just everything's written in so much layers. I mean, it's not as much the case with the show, but I still do get new things out of the show mm-hmm. every time too. You know, so yeah. um, not now as much, but when like I would watch it the first few times. That's why I would never write a deep dive review until I mm-hmm. watched it three times. Right. Because I would make sure that I got all of the layers, you know, before I wrote, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that's the only reason why I had all the insights and things that I would have. People would say, oh, you see everything. Like, well, yeah, it took me three times to see it all. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't see well, it the first time. <laughs> and honestly, like the, through this ginormous drought, Lander, I have not binged the show at all. I've watched an episode a week with my podcast. And honestly, like having it marinate and like having a second to think about it after you watch it and be like, okay, what do I want to talk about? What's connected to what we've already seen and what we're going to see? I think that looking at it in it with a critical eye, not just watching it because you're enjoying the show, but because you're trying to appreciate everything that everybody puts into it, whether it's the costume designers or the set decorators or the directors or writers or the actors like you're appreciating all these things because you're seeing it with a wider lens so you're not like in it I guess you're watching it kind of from above and so I think that helps because yeah I mean everybody's like I'm on my 11th time watching Outlander because Droughtlander's been almost two years (laughs) like um and yeah I'm actually I actually haven't binged it as much I want to get into it because I'm gonna do um a throwback episode here in a couple weeks but yeah you know what i i need to do i have bought i bought the dvds and i still haven't watched my season five like deleted i haven't had a chance to watch any of the season five deleted scenes any of the extras i need to do that i told them maybe i'll do a patreon show on it when i do because i haven't had a chance to even look at it yet i've not gone i've been so swamped so that'll be like my treat before season six airs. Um, I'll make like a little festivity out of that and watch all the extras and the deleted to probably make myself sick watching it. And I'm sure because I usually you will. feel that way. It pissed me <laughs> off when I watched it. I was like, you have got to be. There are at least two Jamie and Bree scenes that got cut. <sighs> and I'm like, I read about the one. I saw the oh one like a thing about it. God. I was like, why? And I saw the read the scripts. I read the scripts of what was supposed mm-hmm. to be in. Yeah. And I'm like, why why you know you just don't go why you know i think they should have made famous last words an extended episode they literally cut like six or seven big scenes from that really yeah and i'm like why didn't you just make it like i wanted at least on the blu-ray version and they preserved that like they did with faith they made an extended version on the dvd blu-ray i wish they would have done that with it cut the way that it had originally been intended because they included all of them on the blu-ray and I'm like, why didn't you just put it in there so we could have seen what it was supposed to look like? But yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that one of my my things um, where I kind of go through the untolds and I go through the extra scenes yeah. and all that stuff. I haven't had a chance to do it myself. So I really am looking forward to it. It's something I yeah. haven't been able to sit down and do. So, um, so yeah, I think I'm going to do that. But anyway, 
The uh, Untold I'll were really a, good. I'll have another Dream Assassin act sitting yeah, by. Yeah. <laughs> the Untolds were really good, especially I think uh, before season six. Those are going to be a must. Yeah, there, there was to one watch. with uh, Lizzie, right? And Josiah, yep. I think, is it or one of them? And there's one with Lizzie. <laughs> I, there's one with Lizzie and Ian too. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I have to watch them. And then there were four of them but yeah they were really good i think there was one with fergus and marceline were they once they did for season four were a little bit lame i thought were you i I like the john one these were much more isabel one was good yeah these were much more directly related to the story like the book yeah 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 so yeah they were good what's everybody saying uh, the missing or the sword practice with Jamie and Roger being deleted. Oh. oh my God. I was so upset about not having that scene. And and they filmed it and didn't show it. I mean, honestly, that and was so important. It was so too. important. Yeah. I mean, we all the we Jamie Roger it. stuff that is missing from, from the show. It's just upsetting me because it's one of my favorite relationships in the books. It's the Jamie Roger. Jamie and Roger and Jamie and Bree. I mean, they're two yeah. of my favorite relationships from the books, yep. and we get like none of it in the show. Squato. It's really frustrating. Guado. Yeah. Okay, we'll get back to season four, shall we? <laughs> Before yes. we just Sorry. go into a downward spiral. I don't know why subject. you keep wanting me to be your guest. <laughs> I get you so off track. <laughs> uh, but it's part of it, right? It's all part. Yes. Of it. Yes. I, I hope like you the- guys like it, even though we ramble. Um, it's the organic nature of it that everybody yep. likes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we're getting to the nitty gritty, like the deep, deep topics. The deep so, stuff. Um, I think there's one, one last kind of lighthearted one. Uh, lighthearted you, one. Who did you think the biggest scene stealer was? Okay. Um. Well, I didn't exactly. Well, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I said in a negative way, I would say Murta, ha ha. You know? <laughs> you would. You so would. Because he had stolen too much of everybody he else's stole stuff. It. <laughs> a little thief. Little thief. You know, he stole the screen time. He stole everything. Um, <laughs> but I knew that's not what you were going for. <laughs> So in a positive way, in the way that you meant it, I would say it would be a tie between Bonnet and Lord John. Okay. Those two characters. I thought Bonnet was fantastic. I mean, even though you don't like him, I'm not saying like you love him, but his every scene he was in in season four, especially was like electric when he was in the scene. Um, Everything he did with Roger, I thought was great. Mm -hmm. All those scenes, all the scenes with Bree, everything that we saw him in when he came in in the first episode. Mm hmm. It's like, you're just like, you know, every time, you know, and even when Brie comes in after the whole Roger thing and you see she's going to pass him, you're like this. And I knew what was going to happen. But any anybody that even didn't know what was going to happen right away, you're like, oh, my God. No. She pans, and I'm just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Don't, <laughs> don't look back. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> It really does remind me a lot of um, Black Jack Randall's like magnetism in the first season. You just can't look at anything else when he's on the screen. Like it just commands your eye. So that's what you mean by scene Mm -hmm. stealer. Like 
he rivets the whole the whole energy of the episode around. And so, and Murtaugh does too, but it's in a it's to a detriment. I feel yeah. it's a detriment. But he does like spark up scenes when he's in mm-hmm. them, you know, because they write it that way too. Right. I think, you yeah. know. Um, but um, but for the positive side of it, I love Bonnet in his it, the scenes with him, or not love them. It's like a weird way to say it, but he's just very electric and mm-hmm. you know, and right. you know, intense, I guess is yeah. the word. Um, and um you know, when he when 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 Roger was protecting um um uh what's her name? Morag. Morag, thank you. Um protecting Morag and he comes up and he's just like, you know, up in his face and, and you're like you know it's just like so much when he throws the girl at the ship i mean it was just like every scene he did you were just like horrified you know um so and then lord john i mean he just walks in and you he walked into that dinner party and he stole the people in the in the scenes uh attention you know it was just like oh we're done we got no shot in that scene, <laughs> i love the look between um between wolf and Forbes, they're just yeah, like, it's like why done. even bother? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you had to invite him, right? Like, who invited oh this God. guy? Who like, invited yeah. him? Totally not fair. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Lori, I see you. Murta ruined episode one and the episode when John and Willie Willie came. Yes. Well, yeah. yes. Yeah. He ruined that because it, it blocked Ian from being there. And that mm-hmm. was a big problem for me anyway. It was a big problem. So it, it and the thing is, it's hard to explain this to show people only because they don't understand. They don't know any you know, different. These things are meant are intentional. Like like if I say it was bad Murtaugh was there because it meant Ian wasn't there, they were like, Well, who cares if Ian's there? You know, like they don't understand but that's the that's point <laughs> for the future. You know, like you can't you can't tell them because then you're spoiling them. So you're kind of just right. like it makes more sense for Murtaugh to be there because Murtaugh has the issues going on with the whole crowd. But he doesn't. And, but he doesn't. You know, and you're like, Yeah, but it was important for the future that Ian was there, you know, and that Ian met him and knew who he was when he met him. And you know, yeah. that was important. And now they're going to have to write around that, you know? So, I mean, it was like stuff like that and you can't explain and people don't get it because no. they don't realize what that's going to grow to, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the frustrating things about being a book reader yeah, and, you know, sure. trying to talk to people because you don't, they're totally coming from it from a different place, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People just don't understand if they don't read the books, you can yeah. like talk till you're blue in the face and they're just going to be like, well, I like the show anyway. And I'm like, oh, I like the show. Of course, yeah, I, I like the, the show. show. But it's just like I wouldn't be doing making, this if I didn't love the show. They're making more work for themselves. Like they're making more work for themselves in future seasons. Like it just it starts out this big, and then it just like gets. And then by the time like in season five, it was a course correction. I know that all the show watchers were like, no. But I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a course correction. We can get back on track now. Like, yes, I was. And the thing is, it, what I mean, you're talking about Murtad being killed. The girl. thing is, I couldn't even. I mean, as much I, I did feel like, oh, it's it's all it's sad in a way. Like, you know, I felt the the pain of his loss, you know, to some extent. But I couldn't even really get all upset about it because I was like, I part of me was like, thank God, you know, yeah. we can actually get back on track now. Yeah. And it's a shame because I love the character. 
and mm-hmm. I love, you know, what I he was Duncan. in the books. And I yeah. love Duncan yeah. and I love it all. But it's like they they bled, they bled it out so much and irritated me with it so much mm-hmm. that I couldn't even enjoy his death. And that as weird as that sounds, I couldn't even <laughs> like feel what I was supposed to feel, you know, <laughs> by him dying when he did. And all of the emotion and all that. I, no, I felt for Jamie more than I really did about yeah. losing Marcotte. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And, and I even got irritated with that because it stole the wind off of yep. everything that happened with Roger in that episode. It right. became about Murtaugh, even though his mm-hmm. name is in the title. Yeah. <laughs> it became the Murtaugh being gone episode, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, it just, he's Steve Sealer. There you go. That's why I got them. <laughs> and on that note, my biggest scene stealer was John Bell because oh, I just, I, that's I just, a good pick. He's, a, he's amazing. And I know yes. that he wasn't in season cute, four very funny. much. But right. he literally, he's one of those people that, again, every time he's on the screen, you're like, oh, Oh, so cute. <laughs> like, yeah. So um he had some really and, great scenes. And yes. he had he did. And I'm sad we didn't get I love him with Bree too, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. I like when he did the little proposal, even though that cake didn't pull it off as well as it was in the book. But no. but um uh, you know, all just everything. He was just really cute, you know. Yeah. Um he uh there were some really great scenes. One that sticks out to me was um when he Ian and Claire had that conversation in, um, was it If Not For Hope? I think it was. And uh, he was like, are you really, like, are you really going to stay mad at Uncle Jamie forever? You know? Yeah. (laughs) It was such a cute scene. And um, it really, I think. He's like the bridger. He bridges everybody. Yeah. John Bell did such a good job of, like, showing Ian's evolution over the season, I guess, as far as uh-huh. like, he's very much a boy at the beginning. Like he went through a lot of stuff at the end of season three, but that's he's a big still... arc in this, in, the, in this story overall, I'm saying in the big overall. picture story. And, and I was you talking know? about that in my season four finale episode. It's like whenever we see Ian in, at the end of season four, the last time we see him, I mean, yes, he's just made this very big, very mature decision, but he's still very much a boy. And when we mm-hmm. see him again, he is a man. Like it is just like night and day difference. Like I just definitely I the floored. testosterone yeah. has arrived. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, John uh, Bell for me for sure. All right, um, we're got we got to kick it along because we're at over an hour now. So all right, okay. Um, let's start with the big stuff. Um, what was your favorite scene? Favorite scene. Okay. Favorite scene. Um, <laughs> this is ones I had honorable mentions for too. Um, so <laughs> it's a difficult one. It's like, but it's I like this one, one, and I like this one, and I. <laughs> okay. Um. For honor, you want me to tell the honorable mentions first? However you want. I just have one, so you can just okay. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said for my third honorable mention, I have three. <laughs> For my third honorable mention, I said, even though I hated what Murtaugh did to this season, I wouldn't call this my favorite scene, but it was more heartwarming. I would say I love the scene of Jamie telling Murtaugh about his daughter. Mm. It was very adorable. I like it was like this proud papa moment with the only person he could tell. You could just see him bubbling yeah. with enthusiasm yeah. to tell him. And he was like giddy being able to tell, and she's at university and she's like all of this stuff. And women yeah. can do amazing things in the future, you know. And like he's like doing <laughs> and it was like so cute to watch, you know. Yeah. Um I also then my honorable mention too was the Bree and Jamie talk um, 
the one um, where he, you know, he shows her she couldn't have fought mm-hmm. back that whole scene because I saw yeah. what you picked. So I didn't want to pick that. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was that scene, you know, where he they kind of argue mm-hmm. um, and uh, not argue, but fight. And so he she realizes that she couldn't mm-hmm. have done anything different. Yeah. And my first honorable mention for performance was Roger in Providence. Mm hmm. I really like that episode, even though I know for some people, especially if they're just show watchers, they feel like, why are we spending time with this priest? Why are we spending time with, you know, all of this? Um, it really actually had a purpose in the story, mm-hmm. believe it or not, um, for Roger's arc. So um, and Roger was very powerful in that entire episode, um, especially his idiot speech and his turn oh, yeah. and being a hero at the end, mm-hmm. um, only to then see the girl go into the flames. So he must have like felt. Why did I you know, like I did this and now I cost another per another person right. died on that behalf. Um and he was an idiot again, like take me back to the idiot hut, you know, or whatever. Um so like the whole thing was very well done. I it was hard to pick a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing, I definitely love the whole part where he did that speech. It was yeah. powerful, you know. Um <laughs> and my favorite, um, I loved yours. I'm trying to be different though. So I'm going with a scene that I always watch and I end up rewinding the watch as soon as the scene finishes. So I figured that's a good sign mm-hmm. um, because it was so powerful and climactic and wonderfully acted. And it's the scene between Jamie, Claire and Roger where after they escape that entire scene where the revelations come out about Bree, where, mm-hmm. where Roger beats up Jamie, you know, and he lets yep. him and they have all that that fiery emotion and he's like getting all these revelations of what happened and it changes his whole recontextualizes everything he thought because he thought that you know yeah she sent roger like the whole intensity of that scene jamie's jamie and roger especially um in that scene are amazing i mean amazing and so it's really one of my very favorite scenes. Like every time i watch it i thought it's so good i gotta go back and rewatch that scene again and it's the thing i loved the most i think mm-hmm. in um in the finale so that whole that whole part you know so yeah um it was really good so that's my favorite yeah uh ashley spring says chelsea i loved your pov in the podcast about the father being a mirror for roger yes he was that was a last minute revelation i have a lot really? of these revelations when i'm talking about it i'm like you know yeah that's a it really is and it's all part of yeah. roger's yeah I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't say, but it's all part of Roger coming to understand what his, his purpose is in life. Yeah, it's and all his, his purpose, yeah. his role in life, you know, so right. there's a lot that goes into that um, yeah, for, for, for sure. the future. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't um, just some throwaway scene or whatever that doesn't matter. It wasn't right. for it. Yeah, if I were to have an honorable mention, I think it probably would be that scene between Jamie and Brie where he's provoking her. To make her right. fight back so that she can that's where i was looking for provoking yeah, her yeah that uh so she can kind of let go of it a little bit and not have mm-hmm. so much blame on herself so um and the whole thing comes out about bjr and they have yeah. this talking you see jamie do the whole shoulder yeah the shoulder just, roll thing he's super uncomfortable know? but he's like well yep. she knows so we might as well have that discussion um anyway so that was probably my honorable mention if i were to have one Um, But my favorite scene was the discussion between Jamie and Brie at the Beehive, because I feel like that's the first genuine, honest discussion that they have. And it honestly is probably one of the only ones that we get so far in the series. Um, We don't get 
I think we have two. I think we have two yeah. that are like genuine scenes between the two of them where they're right. honest with each other. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just such a, a dynamic moment between the two. It was a great moment for Jamie to like convey how much he really does love her and he's always loved her and he doesn't want to replace Frank. He doesn't want to make her feel like she's betraying him in any way. Mm-hmm. He just wants her to know that like, he respects Frank for what he did. And it's not about competition between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the line where he says that, you know, I had to give you to him, but I can't say, I'm sorry, you came back to me. And yeah. And then yeah, he says, anyway. he uses the bees as an example. Um, you know, like they find a new, like, she's like, won't they realize they're not yep. in a proper place and that whole dynamic. And he's yep. like, you know, well, then they make a new home and they, then they find it. And she's like, I have a home. Like she's yeah. so right where he was going with that. I, like, see I have a home. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. You know, don't, don't try that parental psychology on yeah, me. Exactly. You know, you're not used to doing that. I'm just yeah. see through it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for that, that was the standout scene for me um honestly that entire episode was pretty fantastic for me and I had lots of favorite moments Um, yes it was it was still it was my only five of the season was that episode yeah um, when I did my deep dive so um so yeah there's another scene in that episode. episode that um it's the one where Jamie and Claire are in bed together and he's just like <sighs> gushing I love over that how much he loves Bree. And he's he like, and she that. smiles. She smiles in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's so oh cute. He's adorable. And it's I just mean, like he never had the opportunity to like have any of these moments. And so it's all happening at once. Like as a parent, you get these years and years of these little experiences, and now it's all like overwhelming almost and he's yes. just so happy about all of it and, and he's it, afraid to like misstep anywhere you yes, know and exactly. rock the boat and then yeah. he has a huge misstep you know and he thinks it's the end of the world because yep any parent the first mistake they ever make they're like oh my god they're gonna be scarred for life like, yes, no they're, gonna me. they're never gonna want to talk <laughs> to me again yeah so it was just a yeah i love that episode by the way that's my favorite episode of the season so I mine guess- too that's the yep. only one I refuse to try to pick something no. different because like, and, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we're going to have the same answers for some of them. I mean, if you're like right. firm in like, yes, that's my favorite. I'm firm. Episode I mean, and, when I had a few yeah. things I could have picked then I picked something different, but mm-hmm. that one, right. Um, well, might as well jump to that while we're mm-hmm. sitting here and doing well. it. So, yeah. um, so best and worst episode, um, for me, best was birds of the bees, birds and the bees. Honorable mention goes to blood of my blood. Um, I also enjoyed episode three and the fir- and half of 13. <laughs> um, so yeah, those were mine. Um, I, yeah. I, I really loved, I thought birds and the bees and blood of my blood were the most in the spirit of the book. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they felt like the truest to the story, mm-hmm. even though there was a lot of adaptation in it, um, in both of those, yeah. um, they they kept like the essences of the mm-hmm. of the of the story, and so that's really all I ask for in adaptation is to keep the essence of mm-hmm. it, you know. So, yeah, um, to keep the spirit, I should say, the yeah. spirit behind it's, it. It's weird because I had some controversial opinions this season. I feel like I really love down the rabbit hole, and I know that that's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm for a lot of people mm-hmm. but um, that's one of my that's my honorable mention for worst so yeah and I knew it would be 
Um, but, honestly, but it's not think, my worst, but it's my honorable mention worst. I think that if I were to have a runner up, and I know this is probably going to shock some people, but um, the Deep Hearts core, honestly, is a really good episode for me. It's a really strong episode for all the characters, I feel like. Okay. Um, even, yeah, it, even it was Rick very good. At the very end, had some like killer stuff. So he's not in it very much, but the stuff that he did have was awesome. And I feel oh, like it was the story, very good. The story itself, like Birds and the Bees, was such a high point, and then it it just kind of like sheared off. It was like it was so crazy. The highs and the lows between those two episodes. And but... if I could take Murtaugh out of Wilmington, I would have loved Wilmington. It you know, I really too. liked it, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but I had to, t- if I, like, Murtaugh ruined that for me, you know, the whole yeah. running, like, you know, stop him from getting, like, I felt like, okay, can't, you know, I want to sit, I even love the stuff at the dinner, I love the whole fangirling over George Washington, yeah. even though that wasn't in the book, <laughs> right. I thought that was so cute, you know, um, so, I mean, it, you know, so I, I liked it all, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that, that kind of, like, made me not pick it, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so your worst, you said down the rabbit hole was your honorable mention. Um, yeah, for it was I actually originally had a tie for these two. And then I looked back on my deep dives and I looked at my ratings and I rated mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole um, 4.25, which is very low for me. And I rated do no harm 402 with a 4.1 rating. Mm-hmm. So that would be my worst, I guess, based on my ratings. But I kind of look at them um, closely. And I said, um, um, they made this, the 402 I picked because they made that show, that episode was supposed to be not about Claire's outrage over slavery, which is what it became about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there was so much story that they needed to tell that they didn't tell to tell that you know what yep. I mean and and it also changed Claire's character because she's not um you know it's part of the story it affects the story but it's not the whole story the slavery thing you mm-hmm. know um and that shift of episode that shift of focus in this in the episode really weakened it in my opinion and it and it weakened the understanding of the characters we were supposed to understand um Jocasta's motivations yep. about making Jamie Dare like that totally got Mm-hmm. You know, we really didn't explore that. They're like all of those relationships they didn't explore, they didn't stay there long enough, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. to develop relationships with these people. Like a lot of things were wrong with that episode. Now, that said, the pe- the end with Rufus and all was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I was rating it based on did it do what it should have, what it needed to do. And I didn't feel that it did. Um, yeah. It has, it should have revolved around Jamie and the choices that he faced. Um, he had these two offers originally. He wouldn't have had to take either offer because before he was robbed. Mm-hmm. But then being robbed, he had to take one of them. Um, he had to make this choice. And each one had its weight. And, he, yep. you know, each one had its positive and each one had its negative. And, you know, he had his, like, family ties to consider all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Claire, um, in the book, you know, Claire, even though she, of course, hates slavery, you know, and all of that. She makes it about like, look, I'll stand by you. You know, wherever you go, I will go. She does that Bible quote. Yep. And she says, whatever you do, I'll stand by you in it. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is just something that has to be your decision. Like, yep. that's how she was about it. And here it was just like her being nasty to everybody and making faces at everybody and being rude to Jocasta. And just I, I was just like, 
okay, you made your point, people. Like, let's go with this. And it yep. became all about that, and that annoyed me. So, yep. um, you know, I'll, uh, you know, don't be mad at me, but that's how I felt. Um, and then um, for for the rabbit hole one, I'm not even going to get into it, but I, you know, <laughs> I loved, I loved, um, I loved the stuff with Bonnet and Roger. That part of that episode was stellar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with Brie, I thought they made her look like an idiot, number one. You know, the way she came completely unprepared, mm-hmm. the way she kind of was making stupid decisions, you know, they totally like, you know, here she is supposed to be an engineer. She can't even fashion herself a crutch from a tree branch. And so she's like walking mm-hmm. around, <laughs> you know, and then she's like, you know, and then they did this whole play on fairy tale, which was they did it well with the fairy tale mm-hmm. element. Um, but, you know, it was like, um, you know, the wicked, the wicked stepmother, you know, all of these motifs that they put into mm-hmm. it. And it just became like, and then of course the loss of Lollybrook, which I realized they had limitations and all of that stuff with Jenny, but they could have worked around it. Mm-hmm. That was important. And then right. they made it all about Frank and Leary instead mm-hmm. of about her starting this journey to Jamie, which was really what that episode, what that part of the book is supposed mm-hmm. to be about her discovering her, her, being at Lollybrock and then understanding like he's real this man is real seeing his letters in the in the print Mm -hmm. seeing pictures on the wall hearing stories from his sister or his family that love him them being all thrilled that he has a child and Mm -hmm. you know and all of that kind of stuff that makes that part of the book so much one of my favorite parts of the book yeah and it was just like it became this whole other thing and I was just like so upset I went through I went through like grief over that yeah (laughs) so yeah I I was It was it was like a weak spot for me, but I love the stuff with Roger and Bonnet. I thought that was very powerful, and it really spoke to Roger's turn, beginning of his arc. You know, in this, he became heroic. He stood up and and like stepped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He started shedding that um, that professor good you know like he started having to make tough choices and mm-hmm. and stand up and put himself in danger for things and you really start to see yeah. some of its underneath character in right. that episode so go ahead <laughs> um Should i was look like yeah shut up and go <laughs> um i was just looking i was looking at some of these comments um Lori siderman says the rabbit hole was my absolute worst of all time i hated it so mm-hmm. much i can't even watch it again uh, Hillary Greenfield <laughs> says Brie may be Harvard I and through MIT. The parts she said Brie may be Harvard and MIT educated, but she's missing a lot of common sense. In the show, she is. In the books, yes, in the show, not so much. Definitely, definitely, that was a show thing. Yeah. Um, and Amanda yeah. Kurtz says, "I understood why." Hey, Amanda. Why they didn't include Lolly Brock? I hope they can make up for it in future episodes. The thing about it is, is if they end up having to recast Jenny, I'm going to be really, really shitty about down the rabbit hole. Like, uh-huh. I think they're going to have to recast Jenny because Laura Donnelly's not interested in returning. And she has a big part to play in the future. And know, so, so here's the thing. If they recast her, which if we go into season eight and most likely season seven, I mean, they're going to have to. If they right. if they hope to stay true to the book at all, they're going to have to. And right. the fact that they recast anyway and they cut all of that out of down the rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really. And instead, we got the wicked stepmother and, yeah. you know, and all that. Like, yeah. 
So yeah, just, that's my that's my only thing. It was about so it. disappointing to me that yeah. whole thing, you know. And it wasn't that it wasn't done well what they tried to do, I guess. Yeah. But it was just what they tried to do sucked. <laughs> And what they back. tried to do, they did it well, but it sucked, you know. Yeah, so exactly. Um, um yeah. What we're are set- yours? <laughs> so I agree with you on do no on do no harm. Um, uh-huh. I had I had a three way tie, so there's that. okay. <laughs> okay, good. I, now your partner talked my language. There you go. Um, so do no harm. I really felt like it was. Claire at her best, just high and mighty and like, oh, well, this isn't how I would do things. And you shouldn't do that. You know, it wasn't about what it was supposed to be about. It was about slavery. And that's, I mean, yes, slavery was horrible. I'm not for it. Trust me. But it's just like... But that's not what the episode was supposed to be about. No, yeah. You knew that when you came there, Claire. When you took God off the boat and you were about to waltz up there. You knew she had slaves. This isn't like, this isn't a newsflash. You know, if you were going to be shitty about it, you should just say, you know what? I don't want to go there. I, I can't be watching slavery. I can't be witness to it. Well, you know, here's the you thing. Said it up front. instead of just going there and saying, it's lovely to meet you. She's family. She'll welcome you. And then when you get there and you oh, step on a property, slaves. you go, uh-huh. you know, it's like, yeah. okay, honestly, calm, you know, th- yeah. it just was, uh, you know, and I realized it was a difficult thing for them. They, mm-hmm. It was like a, a, the subject was, it was very touchy. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, we have all of the different current issues and political climate. So I get for the show, it's a challenge. I do get that, you know, um, with the book, she can do whatever the hell she wants with the book and not, you know, and focus on what she's trying to say. And yeah. if you don't like it, don't buy the book, you know, but the right. show has a lot of people to answer exactly. for, you know, yeah. so answer to. Um, so I get it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Tamara, I don't think that skipped my notice. She say she said, hated do no harm. Same writer as Creme de Mint. Hated it all. Oh, that uh, you know, every Didn't season has their episode. That was my episode. That was my bad episode for season uh, three. That was a uh, bad episode uh, for season three. <laughs> um, oh my goodness anyway, gracious. So, uh, <laughs> my other two episodes, Providence was on my bad? Yeah. Really? Um, oh wow! I mean, it had. Some I, great I moments. like Roger in that episode. I yeah. thought he was stellar. No, it, I mean, and it had some good moments. I just felt like it was really slow, like oh. really slow. I felt like for a penultimate episode, it was a very character-based episode. Um, yeah. It was very much about character and not about. Well, there was some action because you yeah. saw the end action, and then there was the break, jailbreak stuff. Yeah, you know, and I the just... scene with Bonnet and and Bree. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a good scene. I uh, I just, and especially the way that it ended. I'm like, this really, like, the very end where the woman jumped on the pyre and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh. this took away from what this episode was supposed to be, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Like, it was supposed to be Roger becoming okay with who he was as a person and realizing that his, what most people consider weaknesses and what he was considering a weakness is actually some of his biggest strengths. Um, I love that journey for him and I loved mm-hmm. his journey into like refinding his faith and all of that. But also mm-hmm. like that ending where the woman jumped on the pyre and all of that. I just felt like, well, that happened was... in the book, but we didn't see it. In exactly. The book, we the didn't pit. see yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. and so I just felt like it was grandstanding a little bit. I thought, mm-hmm. I think they're like, oh, 
we're going to take this one line. Ooh, there's one line in there. It's going to have great visual. It's going to be a great visual. I can hear Tony saying that. Oh, it's all about the visual. (laughs) Yeah. So let's (laughs) take it and make a 15 minute scene out of it and Mm -hmm. completely take away from the character journey that you literally just spent an entire episode developing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just, I had issues with how they, the payoff for that episode, I guess. Yeah, I know um, a lot of people didn't like it. You know, I liked it. I liked some of the performances in it. I liked Bree in it. Yeah. I liked Roger in it. I, I thought the priest did a really, it was mm-hmm. good in it. You yeah. know, like I, I, I liked that. I liked all the character work in that episode, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Lord John and Bree, you know. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of those people individually did a lot of character work in that, oh, in that yeah. episode. And that's what, like, even... Even Creme de Menthe, like, had good scenes. Like, there's mm-hmm. no episode in Outlander that I can definitively say that was an absolutely frigging terrible episode from start to finish. <laughs> like, it's like you said, I gave, you gave Do No Harm a 4.1. Uh-huh. 4.1. So that means that in comparison to all other TV shows on the face of planet Earth, it's the worst episode is still getting a 4 out of 5. Yeah, but that's because I don't ever give Outlander anything under a four. But that's because it's an amazing TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah, well it's done. True. The actors are very talented. True. So it's like even on its worst day, it's still better than most television out there. Absolutely, is, is what I I'm totally agree. At. So totally agree. Um, so anyway, my but my other one was Savages. Really? Yeah. Um, no, I like that episode. Yeah, I that is one that I always am very tempted to skip over. Savages. Really? Um, it had wow. its good no, moments. I, I like I like that episode. Yeah, it had it has its really good moments. I mean, it's where Myrta comes back, and for all of that, I mean, those are some really great scenes and some really great mm-hmm. character moments. And there's the scene where JB's like, "Oh, and let me tell you about my daughter," and it's so fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't like Claire stuff in that episode. Really? What did you like about it? I just didn't like. I just. I, I don't think it was Katrina's finest moment, honestly. Um, With her chewing think, her, her chewing yeah. her beef jerky and sitting there like, like, uh, Ma, <laughs> like Ma, like Ma, like Ma Barker. <laughs> um, and the, like, the story. Come on and make my day. <laughs> make my day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I just, I don't know. I felt like some of the stuff with the Mueller's was melodramatic and it just Mm -hmm. the two storylines didn't mesh well together I felt like so I don't know but yeah Mm -hmm. that was that was why I picked that one so yeah some controversial picks there yes (laughs) but I totally respect your choices for sure so even if they don't if we don't agree but that's good that we don't agree no that's actually a mark I think of a good you know, a good story that has different things that you love and different mm-hmm. things like from person to person. And it really yep. does show you can't please everybody, you know, even with the books or the show, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be people that don't like certain things and then it doesn't vibe with others. So, I mean, this is the things that they struggle with when they make this show or write books, you know, you can't write yep. to please everybody because you just are yep. never going to be able to. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, show. Okay. Um, let's see what we got left. We're nearing the end. Um. Biggest tearjerker. Oh, okay. Let me get to that. Okay. So I wasn't exactly sure if we were going for sentimental moments or if we were going for like truly awful that made me cry moments. Sentimental. Um, so, okay. Well, sentimental. If it makes so you cry I said, at all, it's a tearjerker. I, I cried horribly um, in the rape 
with no one helping mm-hmm. her when she's screaming, you know? Yeah. Um, and when Bonnet attacks Claire and was up in her face in episode one, like the attacks, the violence aspects mm-hmm. of the women that we love made me cry. Um, so that was jerked my tears, if you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> More like wrapped his fist around my heart. Out of my face. And pulled, like, oh my gosh. Um, Brie telling Claire about the rape um, and her holding, Claire holding her and saying, oh, my baby, my baby. I was sobbing in that scene, you know, sobbing, you know, mm-hmm. like see Claire emotionally wrecked yeah. from seeing this coming from her child. Um, And it also triggered some stuff personal for me um, as well, um, because I was, well, I'll I'll be, I'll be real. I was abused as a child Mm -hmm. by my stepfather um, for a few years, and I kept it from my mother for a long time. And when I finally broke down and had the courage to tell my mother about it, it was Mm -hmm. after he died. (laughs) So it wasn't really that courageous, I guess. But, but, um, but she had put him on a pedestal, you know, like he was like one of these people that everybody thought was the greatest thing. So I was very nervous about telling anybody and, 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 and my mom just completely started shaking and she was wrecked. Uh And, um, and it was like, it was like a moment where I had to divulge Mm -hmm. these things and I was shaking and she was shaking. And so it really triggered, I think, personally for me watching that unfold. Mm -hmm. So it it hit me hard. Um, And um, and I felt bad also for Roger in season episode three, although everybody else hated on him. I I felt like my heart broke for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was so like with the tears in his eyes mm-hmm. and him saying, but I love you, damn it. And that whole yeah. bit like it like, you know, choked me up for him, you know, because I know how much he loves her. I know his oh, POV. Yeah. So it's kind of like people thought he was just being an asshole, but he's not. You know, he truly like loves her like Jamie loves Brie I love uh, Claire mm-hmm. so um and also um the other one that's an honorable mention for me is Jamie parting with Ian in the finale that was another big tearjerker for me so those were mine <laughs> like Outlander man choices. just freaking wraps it you look depressed with me just telling you you know just, um <laughs> like <laughs> just like rip this. your heart out and stomp on it right in front of your eyes. Wait, Angela, you just depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> How does Outlander make me sad? Let me count the ways. Yeah, I'm glad we saved that one for the end. <laughs> yeah. No, um, like you always say, like, leave them wanting more. Well, you know, we kind of screwed that one up, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, no wanting more of that, trust me. <laughs> um okay, yeah, the scene with Jamie and Ian. Always, yeah. Oh my Always god! Always nails me so, the it was Like watching Jamie, like you know, start to cry. It was awful. Ugh. Yeah, it was awful. Well, and I think it makes it so. The scene later on in the episode where Jamie is confronting Roger, and mm-hmm. like with the camera angles, and he's just rolling his eyes and everything, it makes that scene more powerful. Seeing how hard it was for Jamie to part with Ian because. Jamie's not seeing the body language between Claire and Roger. He doesn't know the context of Roger just saying, this is all too much. Like he thinks Roger's just about to just up and walk out. And he was like, the fuck you are. Like, mm-hmm. I just let my nephew go yep. to the Mohawk for you. And you saw like, this look from Roger. You saw this look from Roger when he was watching. Claire. I don't even think he, he knew about it as knew it as much from watching Jamie, but when he saw Claire go over and like, you know, hold him and like, you know, he saw Ian, yeah. you know, because he was in a perspective to see Ian over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. You could see, because for Roger, he doesn't know who this person is. Right. You know, like he's never seen this person. 
but he's seeing all the emotion and the love and the heartbreak yeah. of letting him go. And yeah. you could see he's like thinking, what the hell? Who is this? And what's going on? Like he's so like looks yeah. lost, but he knows yeah. this is a gut punch moment for these mm-hmm. people. That, and he loves Claire, you know, yeah. he might not be thrilled with Jamie at the moment, right. but <laughs> he loves exactly. Claire. He doesn't want to see her heartbroken like that, you know? Yeah. So I think it was just like a really emotional moment. Oh, for sure. Um, what was yours? The, I had a couple. So mm-hmm. um, when Bree sees Frank at the end of Down the Rabbit Hole, oh my God. I, oh. I break down into tears every time I watch that because like we've seen the story throughout this whole episode that we don't really get in. And it was interesting. I think it helps to make people understand Frank's character a little bit, but also to to understand the relationship that Brie and Frank had because we we get it in the books like we understand that they were really close but that's something that's kind of left to be desired because out of necessity we've seen Claire's side of things and we, we didn't really see the other side of the coin and now seeing how Brie and Frank left things and how um she really regrets that last moment that they had together and like that moment when Bria's watching Lizzie say goodbye to her father and she imagines Frank standing there and like oh, how proud okay. he would be of her for making her own decisions and like soldiering on as he put mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So that always gets me. Cause yeah, I'll be real. I went through a really rough time with my dad um, okay. a few years ago. So that, that hits me in the feels too. So um that one. That one was one of my mm-hmm. biggest tear jerkers. The other one is when um, Bree and Claire are parting at the ridge um, in the Deep Hearts Core. Mm-hmm. And they're saying goodbye. And Bree is like, I'm sorry for making you leave me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know. Oh my God, this is terrible. I already watched this once. I don't want to go through it again. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, Freedom and Whiskey. The deep hearts core, any goodbye between Claire and Brie is just awful for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Those are my two biggest tears. So you can feel me on the, my baby, my baby thing. Mm, yeah. That it's... moment. Yeah. A mother daughter moment. Yeah. They're fantastic together. I think those are some of Sophie's best scenes is whenever mm-hmm. she's, it's just her and Katrina. So really good. Well, they don't give a lot with her and Jamie. So I guess we got to get that for make up for it. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, what was your favorite character arc? Um, well, I saw who you put. Um, so I put Roger uh to to do something different, although I see why you put what you put. Um, so I put Roger, um, and I also like what you said, and also Jamie, but um I, I will say Roger for um, a big one. Yeah, Roger or Jamie's my default setting, so I really try not to. <laughs> um, but I mean, he went from you know, like in this thing, like look what all that happened to him. You know, like yeah. he basically started the ridge, met his daughter. Like a lot happened in him. A lot, you know, went through this whole thing that really was his journey of discovery for yeah. him as well. So I mean, it, you know, I think that he went through like he's kind of what people don't really notice, but he does go through a yeah, lot for sure. um, in this season. And I and that certainly Roger does, but, I'll, but oh, nobody yeah. wants to like Roger or feel bad for him. So I give him I the am, love because no one else does. I'm a Roger warrior. Have you not heard? My oh, episode? I am a Roger warrior too. <laughs> I, I can't like, stand all the hate. It drives no, me, me nuts. Neither. Me neither. Um, 
it's my goal in life. If I can bring some people over to the Roger side of things. Yes, like, the Roger train of the Roger well, train. Come on the to the Roger train. Yes, Come please. on, yeah. there's room for you. <laughs> <laughs> Do yourself a favor and read the books. <laughs> um, anyway. Ashley says, I love Roger. Yes, yes. another Roger lover. Um, um so my favorite thing in the beehive, Mac Mojo. Roger go. got the Mac Mojo. Mac so. Mojo. <laughs> um, my favorite character arc this season was Brianna. Um, mm-hmm. I know that kind of like Roger, people aren't crazy about Brie, but mm-hmm. she went through she got a better lot. As, yeah, she went through a lot, definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people aren't fond of how she handled things, but she's really young at the beginning of the season. She's in her early twenties. This is her first serious relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. and I can understand how she kind of freaked out when Roger's like, let's get married. And she was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, I'm not ready for that. Uh, Um, I was just tossing my bra. I wasn't ready for all. (laughs) I'm like, I was was all ready for this. I was just hoping for a good night. Like, yeah. Like I was ready to lose my virginity. I wasn't expecting you to be all serious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, guess we're doing this. All right. Are you gonna hate me if I say I don't want to get married? <laughs> anyway, so that was big, and then it just gets more. It snowballs all season. I mean, she is. She decides to make the executive decision to go back in time, knowing how mm-hmm. dangerous and how crazy of an experience that's gonna be. She's sexually assaulted. She gets pregnant. She becomes a mother. She gets married. Like it's a huge season for her. So, um, just seeing where she starts this season versus where she ends up, it was, it was a very good story for me. All right. That's page one complete and most of page two. We got, we got one thing left if I'm reading this right. Uh, let me see. Yeah. One thing left. The best for the last. (laughs) Most romantic moment. It's my favorite. (laughs) Most <laughs> romantic moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, what's Outlander with a lot of love? A little love, lots of love, and I and uh, so I I picked like uh, two two of the ones you like too. So I I feel of bad course. about this, but um, so I did. I like the grief sex and the and the giving Claire the medicine chest. Um, thing. Um, but I also have to say the hand fasting scene. I oh, mean, yeah. even though they kept intercutting it with nonsense, you know, that if you want, uh, take all that out and you actually fused it all together, <laughs> the whole scene was what the whole thing was wonderful. I thought, oh, you yeah. know, um, I thought it was well done in, in a lot of different ways. So, um, the sex was lovely. The, the scene was lovely. J- you know, Roger, the way he was just like, you're kidding. <laughs> it was so cute, you know? Yeah. But, you marry me? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, uh, yeah. just so cute. I, I just thought it was a sweet scene. So I like, I wanted, I know you were going to pick Rod, uh, Jamie and Claire things and I would have picked things like that too, but I wanted to, I wanted to offer a different thing on the yeah. table. So, so no, I said the hand fasting. <laughs> the hand fasting was up there for me for sure. I mean, it, it's Roger and Bree, so you know you'll get the people that are like, I don't want Roger and Bree, I want Jamie and, and Claire. Tubby and Time it's... gets an and it gets an honorable mention. Tubby Time. So yeah, I guess. I mean it was a little too mushy, a little too you know with the, the I didn't like the dialogue. 
but I like the imagery of her having the bath and him mm, coming and yeah. giving her the, you know, it giving her good. the ring. I love that they actually have the right ring and all of that. So all of that part of it was good. I didn't like the lines because I just thought it sounded really corny, you know. I but... love the ending of that episode, the sexual prelude. Um, yes, where, she where she's counting. Count. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'd be losing so my count too. I wouldn't even be trying to do math if Jamie was kissing me. <laughs> I'd be like, forget math. What's math? I don't know. Um, what number was I on? It's what like, number, um, yeah. it's like in the book when I forget um, exactly what book it's in, but um, Claire is doing something sexually interesting, and he's saying the rosary, <laughs> and he like, keeps losing track. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I forget what book it's in, but it's a good uh, scene. Um, I, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I can't remember either. I think it My might brain be the is Fiery fried. Cross. I just read it recently, so I think it might be the Fiery Cross, but I can't remember. Uh, okay. Um, anyway. Okay. So my most romantic scenes. Honorable mention was the medical chest. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not? I mean, he's like. I hope you've never regretted marrying me. And I'm like, how, how could anybody ever regret marrying you? Like, seriously, if she'd have said yes, I'm pretty sure every woman watching this would have pulled her out of the screen and popped her a good one. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so thoughtful. It's just like his way of saying like, yeah, he's such a, he doesn't, he doesn't give a lot of gifts, but when he does, they're really good ones, you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, it's just him recognizing that he knows who she is. Like, he sees her and he knows what's important to her. And mm-hmm. um, so that was really, really cute for me. Um, but all-time favorite for this season was the thermodynamic scene by the fire. Because... That's the grief sex, right? That's the one that's yeah. the first episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. I like that scene, too. It had the most... It felt like it had the most realism to it mm-hmm. and i remember when i went to the premiere in new york um we saw that scene because it was part of the premiere of course you know and mm-hmm. uh and we were like oh we're gonna get because remember like we were like oh we're gonna get great sex scenes this whole yeah. thing you know and we felt like i was like and that was like the best one <laughs> yeah exactly it was like the one so, good one we got like yeah was on the wow ah, sorry about that i knocked <laughs> no, my fine. phone over um yeah it was so beautiful, and the line, the dialogue was straight out of the books. Um, yeah, it, they just nailed it. Like, it was, I had lots of hope for season four with the season premiere, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you go just, to New York and see the premiere? I wasn't, no. I wasn't in the Outlander fandom at that time. I oh. I started my Outlander journey right after season four ended. Is when really? I found it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I didn't realize that. Yep. So April of two. I look at you already podcasting and everything. I don't waste any time. She doesn't let no no dust grow on her. Right? She's no. just going. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have something to keep me entertained during this extremely yeah. long Droughtlander. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thermodynamics, that line, um, I can remember, I was reading Drums of Autumn when I first found Outlander cast, and I commented on the book club, and I put that quote, and I said, Jamie Fraser, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I remember that vividly, because that was like the first I remember that too. fandom interaction that I had at all, and um, 
yeah. So I think it just sticks out to me because right. it's personal in a way as well, I guess. But um, yeah, man, that that seems really great for all all the reasons. It's got a good sex scene. It's got good dialogue. It's it's a great cinematic moment with all the firelight. Like it just yeah, it's great. So. The rosary was in Voyager when they were in Jamaica and finally got a bed at Jared's place. There you go. Thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what Ashley says. So I don't know. I don't know Her. what that means. Can you explain I'm, that? I'm trying to expand the comment because I can only see Claire wakes up and Jamie's in bed and she forces him to slow down. That's what it was. Yeah. They're in bed and they're like, he's like, uh, we haven't had sex for like three months and um, I want you now. And she was like, no, we can take our time about it. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I she remember proceeds when to show him exactly his... how much time she's going to take with it and he's not having yes. any of it. <laughs> anyway. Okay, what were you saying? Um, no, I was just saying, yeah, I, you know. Clarence definitely, you know, puts him through his paces. But then he ends up getting, like, he ends up being, he gets, I like when, in, you know, when you see Jamie, like, go ahead and, like, be frustrated, but then he gets her back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to play games? You want to play games? Let's play okay. games. <laughs> Let's go play. one of those nights. Okay, here we go. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll see your card and I'll raise you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're going to regret this, Sassanac. Yes, I think you'll exactly wish you didn't word. start this game, lady. <laughs> I'll have you begging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's pretty good at that. Yes, most definitely. Most anyway. definitely. All righty. Well, I think that wraps up season four superlatives. I think so. I think we did it. It was a, it was a we good came, talk. We thought we conquer. We conquered. We did. We did conquer. Uh, and... It was good. It was good. We survived. I know it. you were worried it was going to be rough, but yeah. So I said to her, I told Chelsea, I'll be in a much better place doing this for season five because I liked it so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, season four was hard to pick. I, I was telling Chelsea earlier that, um, you know, it's almost like every episode I love, there's like an element of that episode that wrecked it for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, you're so torn to, yep. you know, to really be able to pick because you feel like, well, I mean, if I could take this out, then it'd be great, you know, but I can't take that out. So it's uh, it makes it difficult. Well, I mean, but. you saw my three-way tie for worst episode. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> clearly I'm in agreement. <laughs> like, there's uh -huh. like one side, it's, it's the tale of two, two stories it's like you got oh, everybody one said that they were having a good time so we we yes. entertained Every, we so. always entertain what are we yes that's about? right that's what we <laughs> that's what we're all about we're all about the entertainment life um for sure so all righty well um i'm off next week and then the week after i'm doing a throwback episode with um one of my moderators on tsf of sassanax jessica um we are going to be talking all about the costumes of season one so oh okay um, that's interesting yeah that's we're just interesting gonna, yeah talk about our favorites about some of the um, i'm gonna do some deep dives into some interviews with terry dressbach and like the inspiration behind the creation and all of that so mm -hmm. that should be fun uh quick little episode fun. but um yeah yep. 
And you're coming to the party, right, Kelsey? I am. I'm coming to the party. Um, I actually, I really wanted to attend the Diana Gabaldon uh, release party thingy, um, like Mm -hmm. her actual thing, but I work that night, so... Yeah, but I'm gonna try to pop in. I know I'm gonna try to pop in for the after party. Yeah, Um, we're just it's the final countdown. It'll be (laughs) we're bringing it'll be that last hour. (laughs) Yeah, it's like bringing in the new year, and then when we get down to the last minute, we'll be like ten. Get our Kindles out. (laughs) I actually didn't order the Kindle version. Oh really? (laughs) But I did not order an autographed book. I ordered a regular book, so Mm -hmm. my book will be coming on. Tuesday because I ordered it from Amazon. So it's got an arrival time of, so I don't, I'll, I won't be able to read right at midnight, but I will be able to, and I'm getting ready to finish a breath of stone ashes. I gave in to my temptation. To the, to the, to the demon on your shoulder. I did. <laughs> um, good. good. <laughs> it's very well, I good. I want you to follow it with me. <laughs> I got um, my reason. I wanted so badly to like finish my reread and I tried so hard. Um, It just didn't, didn't happen. Whenever I started this whole book process a year ago, I had no idea how long it was going to take me or I never would have started at the very beginning. And well, I loved having you in all the Lord John chats um, over the summer. fun. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, Last summer, I should say. Gosh, I can't believe oh it's gosh. been so long it's, that I've been doing this. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah. All right, uh, Tiki. It's good. So, all righty, guys. Well, make sure to join me in two weeks for another live here on TSF and Sassnacks. I will post all the deets um, soon in another event now that this one is coming to a close. But, um, yeah, make sure to join me there. Thanks for joining me, Angela. Have a good night. You're welcome, hon. It was a pleasure. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yeah, next week uh, is a week off for me. And then in two weeks, we're doing the season one costumes throwback episode. Um, So if you want to get your rewatch on and take some notes on what you like about the costumes, designs, colors, patterns, you name it. Um, You can join me and Jessica here at eight o'clock on November 26th. So um, look forward to seeing you there. I'm going to enjoy a couple weeks worth of hiatus and then um, yeah, be back to do another live then and then another week off and then I start season five. So we're rolling with it. I don't think... I'm going to get through season five all the way before season six premieres, but um, you never know because they haven't announced a release date yet. So this is all conjecture, but um, one way or the other, I'll be happy. So I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. You guys stay safe out there and I'll chat at you later. Bye.